<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Catfish Weekly, episode 53. This is uh, What's Up, the January 2015, um, basically, month in review. So we're going to be talking about stuff that's going on that we've seen happening in the last month uh, in catfishing. Um, if you guys might be able to tell, I'm in a hotel, so I don't have the normal... Uh, great connection and everything, and I'm a little bit fuzzy and all that, but uh, I'm also extremely tired. Been out at Cumberland City. Here's where I'm at in Tennessee trying to catch the the uh, whisker fish bait, the good old skipjack. Um, so I've been up and at it all day today. I'm exhausted, but these guys are going to carry me through today, so you, know, you got to put up with not hearing our brand new intro. Couldn't get that done for you guys, but if you want, if you if you really try for us, we all, we, us three might sing it for you. So, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> and then, and then we're just gonna let Lyle do it. <laughs> uh, you don't like it. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about uh, what we, what, what's been going on this month. Um, if you guys have anything for us that you want us to bring up, uh, just post it up in chat. Um, like one of the things that was just posted up on there, uh, Cad Daily put up on there the congratulations to the Parsons family on the uh, new edition. Um, so, you know, anything like that, you know, you guys post it up and, and we'll uh, put it out there. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to uh, Chuck, let him get us started, and and uh, glad to see you guys all show up. All right, guys, we... Uh... We got a catfishing friend that's going to be going through some medical procedures tomorrow, Jody Beaven. Um, we need to keep him in our thoughts and give him a little bit of prayers. Um, he's a very strong guy, and he should pull through this with no problem. But, um, you know, he's going to need some, you know, Facebook friends at this time. So everybody hit him up, keep him encouraged. And, um, uh, Hopefully he'll get through this pretty quick. Be back on the river before we know it. Well, and, and I, I I sent Jody a message this morning, and uh, you know he's uh, he's ready to go, get it all done, and get back to where he's able to go fishing. And uh, I know he appreciated it, and he'd appreciate it from anybody that would send him a message like that. And uh, you know, as a, a cat fishing group, family organization, whatever you'd want to call it, you know, each and every one of us would feel the same. So make sure to send him a message and wish him well, and uh, I know that he'll appreciate it. Absolutely. Got anything else for us, Chuck? Uh, not really. Uh, it's just I just hope this wind dies down pretty soon. The past couple of weekends, the wind's just been terrible, and I've went out and tried to enjoy the water and enjoy the boat, but hadn't been able to enjoy catching any fish hardly. I've experimented in some different, um, some new ways of fishing I've been wanting to try and, uh, you know, been doing a lot of that, but the, the wind hasn't catching any. So, so say you had your birthday here recently and you, you were, your plans were to get out on the water and do a little bit of fishing on your birthday. Um, how'd that turn out for you? Uh, you know, we had high winds all weekend that weekend. Uh, we, we went out on Gunnersville and there was, you know, the regular two, three foot swells. Um, you know, we, we didn't, you know, my stubborn butt, I was out there in the middle of it trying to, uh, 
you know, fish the big channel edges and everything instead of going up and downsizing baits and just trying to catch some fish. I was still trying to go after the big ones. So <laughs> I, we ended up getting a few good takedowns. Uh, didn't get anything. <laughs> Uh, went out, went out one day that weekend, and this past weekend, me and Leanne went up to uh, went up to Neely Henry. The wind was really bad yesterday. Um, there, there was no hiding from it. No matter where you went, it was just uh, it was blowing so hard it was actually lifting the water up off of the surface of the lake, and you could feel the mist on your face from it. That's how hard it was blowing. So. Um, but we couldn't we couldn't do anything. We still had fun and tried to get some in the boat, but we couldn't. It, it was the 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 current they gave me they gave us a little bit of current, but the wind was blowing against the current wide open, so there there was no way you could anchor. And if you was trying to spot lock, you was just sitting there spinning in circles. Um, you know, if if you was I, I tried to use drift socks. Um, you know, just nothing. nothing. <laughs> Seemed to work, and it was so. Uh, just, just you know, to keep informative and everything. Somebody say they're out on a lake like uh, on a day like you're talking about, uh, where the winds really just preventing them from doing anything out on the main main lake of, of water. What would you suggest to get some fish in the boat, either being a tournament or just if you were out fishing and you only you know you only get a few days and you're out there and it's windy like that, but you still want to get some fish in the boat. What do you think? somebody should do in that scenario well it all depends on what type of boat you got um, you know if you, if you got a boat that can handle it you can do a lot better um, you know if, you, if you're in a three degree hull boat like I got you know it's you really don't want to go uh, too far from the boat ramp because when you're coming back against the swells it's really rough um, you know I'd I, I've done it before. I'll go up into uh, small creeks, channels, and stuff like that, and try to get out of the wind. Um, you know, just try to find the the small little uh, the, the uh, creek creek ledges that go back into these creeks, and uh, you know, fish at the open of them. Just try to get out of the wind. Uh, if it's not real bad, you know, I'll drop some uh, drift socks. Try to use my trolling motor to keep me under control and stuff, but. Um, it, it was way beyond that this week. Yeah. So basically, just finding finding the coves and in the creek creek mouths or in the creeks and stuff like that, where you got the the, the trees and stuff to help lot wind and and uh, get up into there and just try to get some fish in the boat from there is your is your suggestion. Yeah, if, if you if you want to go catch some, uh, you know, just to have a little fun or something, but. You know, this time of year, I'm I'm just all about trying to find that trophy, and um, you know, I I went up and searched in a few little sloughs. Uh, la last week, I went up into one and uh, marked a couple good fish up in a slough. Um, there was two of them hanging out together, and um, I couldn't ever get on those. I never seen them again. Um, but you know, you you can find some really good fish if there's a, a major river that runs in. Um, into the reservoir. You can usually go up into those, and if there's some uh, really nice channels on those, um, it depends on which way the wind's blowing. But the way it was this weekend, there was no matter where you went, it was blowing straight through the bluffs, straight through the mountains. 
uh, it was just swirling. You would get on one side of the bluff where you didn't think the wind was going to blow. It would swirl all the way around. It would be blowing at you from the other side. So there was no running from it. And that makes it hard even anchoring and stuff like that because if you just throw one anchor out, it's just going to spin your boat. So it yeah. does. That, make, that makes it tough all around. It does, and you know, you try to drop a back anchor, and you're going to be sliding it around, and yeah, um, you know, then you got, you know, you can use your drift socks to try to slow down, um, you know, and the the about the only way I've seen, I've been playing with it a lot, is uh, you know, dragging your baits, um, you know, if you try to drift, or if you try to spot lock in it, you know, you're, you're you got to use some pretty heavy sinkers so your your lines will try to stay straight down, and um, even with spot lock, your your boat's you know spinning in circles. Um, you know if 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 you drag your baits, you know you can get some baits back behind you, you know 50, 75 yards, um, and then when you when you're in those swells and your rod tips are jumping up and down, it's not jerking your baits around as bad uh, when you're dragging them way back behind the boat. If you can get, um, you know, if you can get a good lane uh, where, where the, you know, the wind's taking you in a good direction across a good flat that's holding some fish or, um, you know, maybe find a stretch of the river channel that's um, in the right angle with the wind. Um, and you, you can barely use your trolling motor a little bit uh, when you're doing, when you're side drifting like that. And Sometimes you can pull if it's pull if the wind's pulling you away from the channel edge a little bit, and you're not wanting to uh, drag up it at the time. You can you can try to pull yourself back away from it a little bit and stuff like that. I, uh, I'd su I'd suggest too that I guess in the scenario where it's not the wind isn't swirling, but you have a good amount of wind from one direction. Um, take a good look at it, it, like either if you have a lake map on your fish finder. Or you have the Navionics app on your phone. Um, pull pull the lake up and, and look for that unique uh, area where you find something like Chuck's talking about a, a drop off uh, or a sharp ledge or something like that. That also might be uh, um, also you know have some sort of how you know structure structure that's blocking the wind or or whatever the way the lake is. Um, you know, facing the, the different, the direction of the wind, you know, and you're looking at the lake and the, um, if you know it's high cliffs on one side, you know, you might be able to look and say, okay, well, there's a nice drop off up here. You can really, once you start looking at things on your fish finder on, on HD maps and things like that, ledges, um, especially, especially the HD maps on your fish finders and stuff that give you very detailed information on, uh, creek channels and, and exact depth lines and, and things like that, you can start to see areas that are going to hold fish. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be fish there, but it's the type of area that should. So looking for that unique area that, that you could get to that's also a wind block and still be fishable, you know, you know, it might be a little ways away. you got to remember... Uh, like Chuck was saying too, a little bit of the safety. If if you have a lot of high waves and you're you know depending on the type of boat you're in, you know something happens to your motor, you got to think about you know will your trolling motor get you back and how well is it going to do against the the wind and things like that as well too. So um, 
Lyle, you yes. got some stuff you want to talk about? I got a bunch of stuff. <laughs> bunch of stuff. Um, last week, there was some posts made about um, cheating in fishing tournaments. I want to touch on that for just a little bit. One of the things that I want to, to touch on um, is everybody thinks that you can do polygraph tests at these tournaments. Um, the big tournaments can do that. They can afford to. They're keeping enough money back out of the entry fee or have the sponsor's money that they can afford to do that. The little tournament trails that are around the country, and there's a lot more of them than there is the big guys, they can't afford to do that. They, they just can't. Uh, 375 to 600 bucks to get a guy to come in there to do that, and most of the time it's so much per person that they test and uh, at a lot of tournaments that people go to throughout the year, uh, that would be more than what the first place plaza money will be at a lot of the tournaments. So uh, my opinion, the correct way to do that is, uh, number one, the biggest problem that you have is nobody ever protests anybody at a tournament. If they're doing something wrong, get a video, get a picture, get two or three guys to, to, that know that it happened to come to the tournament director and and bring this up. In most tournaments, you got 30 to 15 to 30 minutes uh, to put that in writing after a tournament. If you don't do that in that length of time, then you should never say anything about it. I mean, if you know that there's a problem going on and you don't address it, then you're as guilty as the guy doing it. Now, if you don't know about it and you hear about it after the fact, if you didn't say it, you shouldn't be talking about it. You shouldn't be making it public on Facebook or wherever else that you talk about it. Uh, if you can't bring this to the attention of the tournament director and get it handled, there really is no issue. Uh, everybody's got phones. They all take pictures. They all do video. Uh, a lot of people got cameras in their boats. So, uh, you know, if there's a problem, get it done, get it taken care of. Uh, me, me and you talked about that a little bit last night, and, and you know, I agreed, and, and we, we both think that, you know, the, the, the 100, you know, the, the, I guess the best chance of, of getting somebody uh, caught in cheating is, is somebody stepping forward and saying something about it. It isn't going to be a lie detector test. That's, uh, that's right. You know, people, people have to be, I, I mean, you're, you're, you got to understand, yeah, you might make an enemy, you, you might have a guy mad at you. But, like he said, you cannot see something like that. It really isn't fair to everybody else that you're fishing with to not say anything. That's correct. Um, and, and, I, and I told Lyle that any person that 100% said, I've seen this person do this, and if the, if the other you know person that they seen do it is, gets all mad, I have their back. That's just how I am. You know, I'm going to have their back 100%. And, and I have you know, you, you everybody needs to be like that. You need to be able to if you see something going on, you know, it ain't being a narc, it ain't it ain't none of this stupid crap. It's it's flushing the industry of people who shouldn't be in. That's my opinion. Yeah, and, and that's hundred percent correct. We had uh, uh, an issue a few years ago at a tournament, it was a night tournament and uh, personally I was fishing the tournament and that's one of the the downfalls of being a tournament director and fishing the tournament also, but uh, didn't find out that someone thought there was an issue until 
a couple, three weeks later, well, it, it's too late. You have to do it right then and there. At that particular time, we call the guy up, we get him down there, you get him tested. If he's proven that, that he is uh, doing something that is illegal or immoral or against the rules, he's, first off, if he's doing something illegal, um, the first thing that's going to happen is I'm going to call the authorities. I'm going to have you arrested on whatever charge they can find, and I am going to put your name on every piece of anything that'll let me do it and humiliate, even if they don't put you in jail, which I'm going to try to make sure they do, I'm going to make sure that everybody in the catfishing industry knows that you're a cheater. That's just the way it is. Uh, you know, there, I, there's no room for that in tournament catfishing. There's no room for it. Um, we have a lot of people on here. here. We have a lot of people on here asking, you know, do, you know, do you, does it really happen that often? And no. No, I, that's my, I don't really think it does. I think it does happen. Um, does it happen often, often? No, I don't think so either. I, I think that, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, <laughs> it, you know, it, it doesn't really happen that often, but when it, when, when, the, when it does come up, you know, and it does, uh, when it does and somebody knows it is happening, You've got to go to the tournament director and say, hey, this guy is doing this. we got to get something done because it's not only not fair to that guy, it's not fair to the other 20, 30, 40 boats that's entered in that tournament. Uh, and, and, you know, the second-place guy maybe should be the first-place guy. If you're the fourth-place man, maybe you ought to really be the third-place guy. So uh, if, if it's brought out, and a couple of people are actually doing it, if in fact they are, and they get caught, uh, the chance of that is going to go down tremendously. Uh, it just the way it is. Um, Robert Thomas says, how does that work, tournament directors and team? I want to fish ours, but I'm running a tournament. Well, you can run your tournament and fish them. Uh, if you get big number of entries, it ends up being so much work, uh, Robert, that it's just not feasible uh, for us to fish the tournaments and run them because uh, we offer a weigh-in. If somebody gets a fish in trouble, we come back to the ramp. And, uh, you know, uh, if, the way we do tournaments, if, if uh, Cindy and I fished one of them, uh, we leave out an hour or more after everybody else does. So they're an hour into the tournament before we ever launch our boat usually. Uh, we always come in an hour and a half, two hours early, so we get the stuff set up for weigh-in. So basically, we're giving our entry fee to that. And that's why we, we got Alex to do the tournaments this year, so we could actually try to be competitive. Uh, you know, because after nine years, it ceased to be fun, and, and it's just like everything else that I've always said. When something doesn't, doesn't want to be, when it ceases to be fun, I'll quit doing it, you know. And uh, we work very hard to, to make tournaments uh, run the way they should be. And, and I feel like we've got the guy to do it that will not only do it the correct way, he will bring in new stuff and, and advance Twisted Cat Outdoors to a, a, a place where I no longer have the desire to do it. And uh, he's the right guy for the job. But, yeah, you can do it if you want to give up your, your times uh, or pay somebody to set at the ramp. We used to pay somebody $100 to set at the ramps. Uh, so we didn't have to come back in with was on fish. Uh, again, you're taking all that money away from the. Uh, if you 
if you don't keep out 20% money, you got to pay it out of someplace. If you do pay it out, hold out 20%, which it's come to the point where nobody can run tournaments without keeping some money back for expenses. It's just got too expensive. Now, right now, gas is a buck eighty a gallon. Well, last summer it was four, nearly four dollars a gallon. You can't drive a hundred, hundred fifty miles and buy a couple nights motel room and eat out and all the stuff and not take it. It just costs too much to do it. You've got to hold out money for expenses and expenses include that stuff. They include printer paper, uh, whatever else that you need. If the scales break, getting them certified every year, all the stuff that you got to do. You know, people cannot afford any longer to pay for all that out of their pocket and then pay out 100%. Them days are gone. Only fools do it now. And, and, and I, I know what I was talking about. I know what I was going to say earlier was that anytime money and prestige is involved, um, there's a possibility of somebody cheating, and especially for money. Uh, that's correct. Uh, that's correct. Again, um, I don't think it happens a lot. I do think it happens. <laughs> Uh, and, and our number one defense is going to be people stepping forward and saying stuff about it. I think right now, I think that's there's too many people that don't want to, you know, start fights and they don't want to, you know, get in get somebody mad at them or whatever reason, and they don't they don't know if people are, you know, going to have their back or or whatever it might be. But I think that's going to be the 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 stop of it. You know, is is if somebody steps forward and says, "I seen somebody do this," and, and that's once somebody gets known for being a cheater, they're not going to be showing their face well, in other places. Well, they're not going to yeah. be welcome anywhere again. You know. Yeah, they they uh, when you when you start cheating, it's going to be addictive. You're getting away with it. These guys in Alabama who have got caught, we've got the it's called the Bubba Law. Um, it's called it's a tampering with uh, sport contest. Um, anything you do that you, you're uh, with that tournament where you're actually, uh, you know, breaking the rules. The guys actually see this happen, uh, you know, maybe a couple tournaments in a row. Uh, there was some guys up at Gunnersville. They brought in a 24-pound basket of bass uh, d during a cold front. Uh, you know, and some of these guys that fish gunners for all the time, they were bringing in one or two bass, two and three pounds. Um, you know, and these guys, you know, two tournaments in a row, they win by an ungodly number. Um, you know, that next tournament, the tournament director had, um, you know, uh, the fish and game following them guys around, and they actually seen these guys pull up to a boat dock and actually getting fish out of uh, sunken aquariums. They had glass aquariums underwater with screen and uh, grating tops on top of them, and they had their fish uh, marked um, with, um, with the, the clips that are on stringers and had tags on them on how much each one of them weighed so they could actually pick out the basket that they wanted to bring back. Um, the fish and game guys followed them and actually seen them get the fish out of those tanks and uh, handcuffed them at the scales. And see, and, and to add to that, Chuck, because I know exactly what you're talking about. I was I was actually uh, down here around when that was going on, and you take it one step further. One of them guys, I believe, owned his own business, might have been in construction or something like that. You think yes. about that. That guy 
not only did he ruin his reputation to be able to, you know, to go fish anywhere, anywhere around Alabama, or, you know, Georgia, wherever, you know, everybody anywhere near this heard about it. You know, even people in Indiana, that was on the, you know, that was in the major sporting news. This guy also, you you have to imagine that he lost a ton of business. I, I don't even know if he would be able to run his own business. Oh, I mean, no. once somebody, know, I mean, you get the reputation as a cheater and owning your own business as well. I doubt, I mean, that's, if you're going to cheat at that, you're going to cheat at taking people's money, you know, for jobs. You're, you're just not the kind of individual somebody's going to hire you to do. Uh, so, so you really lose a lot uh, yep. to do something and, like that. Well, and, and, and that was another... I, I, made, I made the post the other night about the guys in South Missouri. They caught this guy kept keeping them at a duck line. And, uh, uh, the conservation department seen him at this duck blind and went over and he had tied fish up on a stringer and the next day he went back and got them. But they had set up video cameras and and uh, uh, marked the fish and he sure enough he come in there day of the tournament and took the fish off the stringer and put them in his live well and went to weigh in and uh, they actually let him weigh the fish in and as he was receiving payout they went up on the stage and arrested him. And it's fraud. Uh, you know, people will argue that point, but anytime that you're defrauding somebody out of property money or, or uh, any kind of thing like that, it, it is fraud. And this guy spent time in jail. He lost his boat. He lost a bunch of other stuff. And he's been banned from fishing tournaments. And so, and, and very well, he should have been. You know, he should never be allowed to fish any kind of a fishing tournament ever again and do that to somebody else. And, and the, the funny part of the whole thing is this clown didn't even win the tournament. You know, he got like second or third or fourth. He uh he didn't even take enough. <laughs> he didn't have enough common sense to cheat good enough to win. Well, a lot of them guys don't want to cheat enough to draw a lot of attention to their self. Um, and you know, a lot of these guys. There was a post that says, you know, uh, why would you want to cheat for a three hundred dollar pot? Um, you know, a lot of these fruit jar tournaments uh, that are local. Uh, down here, it's mostly bass. Up north, you know, there's catfish tournaments everywhere. Down here, we're not that lucky. But, you know, you, you get $50 a boat, and you get 25 boats in there. And these are happening every Saturday night, every Wednesday night. Um, you know, there's tournaments down here from 6 to 10 on Thursday night right down here by my house. 25 boats show up, pay $50 a boat. You know, all, all these little tournaments, they're you know, $1,200 pots. Um, you know, if you come in third place and you get, uh, you know, $300 out of that, that's $150 a person. You know, that's a that's a pretty good bit of money, um, you know, if you do that week, week in and week, week out. If you if you play second, third place a couple of times um, in one month, you know, that's, a, that's $500 extra for you. And that, the, the guys are doing it for the money. Um, that's, right. that's not for doing it for the sport of fishing. It's doing it just just to see how much you can rape off of somebody else is trying to do it for the fun of it. Right. They're not doing it for the the bragging rights. You know. Um, you know. Most of us. You know. The the money's great. It's it's fun. Um, but you know, when you go out and you're doing it for the fun of it, and for the love of it. You know, the bragging rights is the best thing about it. You know, you, you defended your home waters. You won the tournament. You went to somebody else's water. You beat them on their water. You, right. you know, that's what it's all about. You know, the the money helps. You, you know, you might end up uh, breaking even 
um, you know, especially if you went, you know, 600 miles away and you spent three or four days pre-fishing and, you know, at gas there, hotel room and everything, you probably won't even break even unless it's a very major event. That's exactly but, um, but you know, there's no there's no use in uh, guys even trying to cheat and uh, you know run their whole um, run their whole catfishing stature or uh, bass fishing stature or however they're fishing, uh, you know, j just to uh, try to make a couple extra bucks. Yeah, and there's not gonna there's no definite way that you're gonna. I guess you know. Justin was asking, how do you catch somebody cheating, trailering, things like that. Um, if, if you have an idea that, that a specific individual is cheating, uh, the only thing that you can do is follow them. If they're trailering, follow them. Go where they go. Put their put your boat in where they put their boat in. Follow them around. I mean, if you feel like you're going to lose your money to them no matter what, you might as well just see what they're doing exactly, and you might even learn something. You might learn what they're looking for, where they're fishing at, you know, what you might need to look for. You know, if, if they're just beating you fair and square, um, you know, that's really, and, and, and we're not trying to deter anybody. For, like uh, Catman no. talking, he was talking about starting fishing tournaments this year. This isn't a, like I said, this isn't something that's super huge. It does happen, I'm sure. It's probably not a big thing. Uh, if you enjoy catfishing, if you enjoy tournaments, go out there and enjoy the tournament. You don't, I mean, it's not, you don't have to win You to enjoy it. If you go out there and, and do it, and the, the winning is just bonus. That's just bonus enjoyment. Because, <laughs> I mean, me, I just enjoy doing it. Yeah. Well, that ought to be enough on that. Yeah. The next thing that I've got is I keep reading these posts on Facebook, and one after the other, these guys looking for, for reels to put on their catfishing rods, it's got to have 20, 25, 30, 50, 100 pounds of drag. My question is why? There's no reason to ever need that much drag on a fishing reel. Now, if you are catching flathead uh, and you're trying to keep them out of brush, you can stop that with less than 20 pounds of drag. If you are got a blue and he's headed across the, the bottom of the below a dam, you just, just let him go a little bit. He's not going to go very far with 10, 12 pounds of drag on him, and you can turn him and bring him right around. I have never understood that. The, the, the couple of the things that people always ask about ask me is, uh, how come these guys are breaking their rods? Well, the reason people break rods catching fish is, number one, they don't let the action of the rod do its job, and number two, they don't set the drag correctly. If you set the drag correctly and you let the action of the rod do its job, you'll never break one. You'll probably never break a line if you have the line set uh, for what you're fishing for, the correct size line for what you're fishing. you probably never break your line. Um, I, I have no idea why people need that kind of drag. If you will take your line, your reel, and your rod, and say you want to have 15 pounds of drag, and 15 pounds of drag, people think, well, just 15 pounds of drag. You set that up to where you have someone with a digital scale pull that off the reel at 15 pounds on a digital scale where you're really close right there at 15 pounds. The next thing is you, you weigh up a bucket of lead or something in it that weighs 15 pounds and try to pick it up. And if it picks up and just barely goes back to the ground, you're right there at 15 pounds. 
Now, you raise that rod up and hold it up in the air and have somebody take that line and have a towel or something wrapped around their hands, their arm, or whatever, and try to hold that when they take off running and see how long you can hold 15 pounds of drag. You will wear out before they will, I promise you. I would say that you're, you're leading into also how quite a few people probably do not handle big fish correctly with their setups. They, well, they that's exactly to, right. They you try know, to muscle a fish in. They're like, I got all this drag. I got a pin fathom. I got my drag tightened down. I'm going to muscle this beast to the top and get it in the boat. And the first thing you do is you pull the hook out of it, and you've lost the fish anyhow. Yep. You know, I, I mean, there's no reason for catfish reels to have 25 pounds of drag. It's the most ridiculous thing that I can ever imagine anybody wanting, you know. Uh, if you're that worried about it, take some slack up in it, wrap it a couple times around the body of that reel, and, and make it solid. <laughs> you know, shit. That, that's just nuts to want that kind of drag. We set the reels on our rods from 8 to 12 pounds. On extreme occasions, below the dam, or if we know we're going to be in big fish, maybe 12 to 15 pounds. Very, very rarely. We don't lose fish. They don't pull the hooks out of their mouth very often unless they're uh, badly hooked anyhow. Uh, you don't break your lines, you don't break leaders, if you get snagged up, you wrap it around the real body a couple times, you break off your, your weight line, and, and you're back to fishing, you know, there, there's just no reason for people to want reels with that big, now if you just can't stand it, unless you've got it tightened down to where you can't pull that out of there, then you're going to lose some fish, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, and they like brothers, bro, a lot of people don't handle big fish correctly. Period. That's that's what I'm saying. And yep, that's right. Everybody, everybody makes mistakes, but yeah, there there are a lot of people, and I guess that's maybe that's something that we need to do uh, uh, some segments on and some some videos and stuff too for um, you know people to uh, basically learn some things about how to you know how to how to pull pull a big fish in. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe Lyle. Lyle is, and maybe we'll learn something from the viewers and stuff. But oh, absolutely! Um, you know, I, the way I kind of do mine is is when I've got my rod set up in my rod holders, I don't have my my drag locked down. I have it pretty tight, so that way when I reel down, it gets a good hook set on them. Uh, once I pick that rod up, I I feel the fish. I let the fish determine where I need my drag to be at. Um, you know, if I feel like it's a, it, it, you know, it's you know, I'm, I'm muscling him. I'll, I'll let the drag off a little bit, let him sort of wear himself out. You know, I'm not. I, you got to find that happy medium to me between wearing them out and getting them in the boat. You don't want to let them stay <coughs> for too long, but yet you also don't want to muscle it in. So it's finding that middle ground. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a subject that we touched on here a while back. I have been contacted four times in the last two weeks from people that are wanting to be guides or they're already have a website that are guides and want me to sponsor them. Boys, I'm telling you right now, unless you have a Coast Guard six-pack license, you are if you're on 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 a commercially water, uh, big rivers or, that have pay the money to get these, you are not a guide. You are doing it illegally. I will not sponsor you. I won't have anything to do with you. I won't promote your business. You are taking people's money without doing it the correct way. 
Most likely you do not have the insurance. If something would happen to cover your, your clients, you, you are stepping on the toes of the people that spent their time and money to do it the correct way and taking money out of their mouth that they feed their family with. So it, please, if you do not have a commercial license, if you do not have commercial insurance, if you're not a commercially approved by the Coast Guard with the Merchant Marine six-pack license, then you are breaking the law. Uh, we've touched on this before, and it really, when these guys get a hold of me, usually I get defriended pretty quick. Uh, because it is illegal to do that. They should all be caught and fined. There's some guys down at Lake the Ozarks been doing this for years. Um, I'm telling you, whatever if they ever get on them and whatever they do to them will not be enough because they're either not smart enough or too lazy or they don't want to spend the money to spend the time and doing it correct. Anybody else that's doing things in any type of a business, they do it the right way. This is no different. It's cheating the system. It's not being fair to your clients, and it's not being fair to the guys that spend their time and money that do it the correct way. So don't send me requests to sponsor you if you are not a legal certified guy. Uh, I, I, I know, like I say, we've been over this a couple times. It's wrong, and this kind of stuff needs to stop. It's giving everybody a bad name, bad rap, and w when something happens and somebody gets hurt and they find out that you're taking these people money and that you're not guiding, well, your insurance is void right at that point. If you don't have commercial insurance and you're taking them out and you're charging them, then they find that the insurance won't pay off. So if something happens, you're going to lose everything you got. So you guys need to stop this stuff. It's wrong. Yeah, we, we talked about it before, you know, and that, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, for the insurance purposes, for, um, yeah. you know, like the guys who actually are licensed, it's, it's not right to them that you're taking clients, you're taking money from them, and you're you're not even legally in a position where you should have people in your boat for money. Yep, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, yeah, enough of that. Well, I'm gonna say, you know, just, you know, and he's talking like the navigable water. So, I mean, there are, you know, I guess small-time lakes and things like that. You know, that's what we're talking about. That's, you know, we're talking rivers, river systems that are navigable by the Coast Guard or DNR, you know, wherever. But, yeah, what else did you have, Lyle? What's that, huh? Uh, so what else did you have? Um, you know, you know these guys. You know, it's it, you can't unless you have commercial license, you can't buy the commercial insurance. Yeah. You know that that that's the thing. If something happens, and they find out that you're taking people's money, you're guiding for hire, and something happens, that insurance is not commercial license. The insurance you have on your boat is not for hire license. It's not a commercial license. It's not going to pay off on them guys. And then families, and no telling how many members of each family is going to sue you, and you'll be paying on that the rest of your life and, and, or longer. Yeah. So we talked yeah, about right. it before. It's just it's wrong. Yeah. Don't do it. That's, a, that's, right. the that's it. Now, the, there's been a number of websites, and, and I've started cutting them off. 
and and I know that a lot of guys are going to touch on this with me. We there every day. There's new catfishing websites that are being added to Facebook and other forms of, of media. They just add you on as a member, whether you want to be or not. Please don't do that. Nobody likes to be added to something. Ask them if they want to be a member. If they don't, then let it go. There's a guy that has three or four different sites, and I'm not going to mention the sites or the name, but he has put me on all of them. He is not about catfishing for the right reasons, and I have got off of every one of them. I've asked to not be put on them. Um, Mr. Brown and I was visiting about this last night. You know, they just add you thinking because you like catfishing that it's okay to put you in their, their page whether you want to be in there or not. That's not the case. Have enough courtesy to ask somebody, uh, give Chuck a message or Chris a message, say, hey, I've started this. Would you like to be a member of it? And if they say no, respect their thoughts. People don't like to just be put into something, especially if it's something to do with something that, that they don't like to start with. Uh, and, and I'm not going to say commercial fishing because I don't want to stir that up, but you know what I mean. Um, people don't want to be put into things. If you have something going on and they want to be a part of it and you've not asked them, a lot of times they'll just send you a message and say, hey, can I be added to your group? That's the correct way to do that. It might not be something that I don't want to be a part of. Might, I might just have too many groups that I'm in right now, and I just I don't want to right. do it until I, you know, if I see something in there, I decide that I want to see that. That's right. That's right. And 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 just have courtesy, you know, like like we've said all along since the beginning here. This is a very close knit group of people. Cat fishermen as a whole are a great bunch of folks. They want to get along. They want everything done correctly, but they want everybody to do it correctly and nobody to take advantage of someone else. And, and that's the point we're trying to make tonight is that don't, don't take advantage of someone just because you see that he likes to catfish. You know, there's nothing right about that. There, there's nothing right about it at all. And, and I'm going to drop off of that. Uh, well, if you guys have anything that. to say, and what's happening? That a little bit is that... Okay. Not everybody, not everybody understands how to get out of a, a group or, or things like that on Facebook. So you put them in, and they are, you know, they're just sitting here. They, they they want to delete their account because they can't figure out how to stop all this crap that they never even signed up for coming on their on their wall. Yeah, that's right. You know, and and as and as long as I've been doing this, and and uh, I get a lot of people that that tell me. Uh, when we're meeting at, at places, tournaments, and different things, man, how you do all this stuff on there? Well, you know what? I can't do a lot of it. And if a lot of times it takes me hours to figure that out. When I was in school, there wasn't even a computer in the offices. Everything I know about computers, someone's either told me or I figured out myself. Um, Chris, you, you know, you've been a big help to me. And uh, Steve uh, out in Maryland, he was a big help too. There's a lot of people that's done a lot of things for me. Vince Rogers, he does some of the most awesome stuff for graphics uh, for me um, that is amazing. I can't do the kind of stuff that those guys do, so I ask questions. I find out. Now, if I get on there and I'm in a group, uh, the first time I wanted out with one, I had to call a guy and ask to be, you know, same message at me because I couldn't figure out how to do it. But I finally did figure out how to do it. And now when I when somebody adds me to one without asking me if I want to be a member, 
the first thing I do is get out of it until I find out what it's all about. It may not be anything that I want my reputation associated with. Now, at a different point when I have time to check them out, and I'll, and I'll see what they're about and how their feelings are about the things that I feel important to me, then I may be back in it or I may ask them to be a member of it. And, and they'll, sometimes they'll send me messages and say, hey, how come that you didn't want in there? Well, I don't know you or anything about what you're, what you're about. You need to enlighten me so I can make an intelligent conversation so everybody that sees what I post or sees what I'm looking at don't think I'm a complete idiot, you know. Uh, and and the, uh, just right off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to mind is Paylakers. You know, if if it's a known site that frequents Paylakers, and I know there's a lot of guys that watch our show, the Fish Pay Lakes, and you know that's what you do. We don't, none of us condone it. But I'm not going to say that you're a bad person because you do it. Maybe that's the only place you got. We just don't believe in it. And and if it's from a place like that, um, one of the guys that that just have uh, pay lake stuff, then I, I don't want to be a member of that group. I don't want to be associated with it. I'm not downing them guys for doing it. I just don't want to be associated. So that's where we're coming from on this, guys. And remember, when we say pay lakes, we're talking about the pay lakes who take fish from river systems. Not all pay lakes do it. That's um, right. You know, there's plenty of, of farm raised pay lakes that have just channel cats and stuff that they they put in as fry and whatnot, and it's been years old, and, and guys just like going to them. That, we don't have a problem with those pay lakes. We really don't. It's, it's, it's what's going on recently in the past, you know, 15, 20 years, really, I guess, but, but getting larger in the past five years or five, ten years re recently with uh, taking many of these large trophy fish from the rivers and putting them in these pay lakes and basically just gambling on them, catches them, and keeping that supply going endlessly because they only live for a month or two in that pay pit. So, um, you know, if that long. yeah, if that long. And, and that's what we're trying to do. You know, people who are watching the show, the fish pay lakes, you know, they might not know. And, and that's, you know, we try to be informative on the show. Uh, we're trying to let people know what's going on. A lot of people know what's going on right now. Um, it's just, it, it's starting to, to take off for, uh, getting some, some things done for it. I think there's going to be more done as far as the pay lake side goes. I, right now, you know, you've got the commercial fishing side being worked on. Uh, the pay lake side, I think, is going to start to get worked on here soon, too, uh, if, I'm, yeah. if my hopes are correct. I think you're right, and it needs to be. Now, I've been about as negative tonight as you guys have seen me in over a year, and I'm sorry if that offended some of you. But... On a lighter note, I got a message today from Jason Jackson inviting me to go on a trip with him. Cindy and I are going with him Thursday if less something comes up, and we're going to try to put some fish in the boat, and whoo-hoo, I am so happy about that. Good right. deal. Now, I, I, like I said, I know you, you work a lot, man, and, and I've always told you get out and, and fun fish, man, so I'm, I'm glad for you. 
the last couple of nights been three o'clock in the morning, but I've been so busy on the phone and answering messages and stuff through the day. It's the only time I can get a lot of stuff done. But we're going to take off and go down there, providing the weather don't turn bad on us. And uh, I've been in the boat with Jason a few times, and and uh, we really enjoy fishing with him. He's super guide. He's a great guy to have fun with. And if you don't catch any fish, you never stop laughing. I mean, he's just a blast to be around. So we're really looking forward to it, providing everything goes right. And there's the other thing that I had wrote down on my list tonight um, was something I'm going to, I want you to, you and I talked about and, and uh, this commercial that's on TV and you're up to speed with all the stuff about the Altera and, and, and uh, I think that if you take off and go through what you need to do with that, I think that would be a great subject to be on because I think they've come up with a really good product there. Yeah, so... Um, before before I go on to that, I'm going to let everybody know, again, I'm, I'm in Cumberland City, Tennessee, catching skipjack. Um, well, I shouldn't say catching skipjack. Uh, the locals are catching skipjack, <laughs> and they're giving them to me. I got I got 65 today. Um, I caught maybe 20 of them. So um, these guys down here, though, some, I mean, they, they're on it, man. These guys are starting to come down here, the, the ones that I've been talking to today. Uh, they they actually they absolutely come down here just to fish for skipjack, just for the fun of it. And I mean, and that's what I tell people that one of the things I love about catfishing is that even the bait fishing is fun. I am absolutely 100%, you know, sure of that. I, I the bait fishing for catfish. I love catching the bluegill, the creek chubs, uh, the skipjack. It's all a blast. I mean, the skipjack are amazing to catch. I mean, they are fighters like you would not believe. They jump. Uh, they try to spit the hook. I mean, they are they are, they are are tough little cookies, man. And uh, I wouldn't say that they're on down here right now. Um, the problem is it's not been cold enough uh, for that water temperature to really drop and, and, and uh, get down to where it needs to be for them to come into that hot water discharge. Uh, they're coming in and out and in and out, so they're real, you know, off and on right now. I think uh, maybe in the next couple weeks or so, you start seeing a, a nice colder front come through. You're gonna, this is gonna be a good time to come down and get them. Um, now, with that being said, uh, going on to Johnson Outdoors, which is Hummingbird, Minnesota. <laughs> I am very, very proud to be one of, you know, their field staff. Uh, they don't have a lot in catfishing, so it really does honor me that I'm I'm in there. If you guys have been watching, you know this is something that one of the reasons that I'm really happy and that you know, I like being part of of that team is if you've been watching Facebook, not only the Ultera trolling motor that's came out, they have came out with the Helix. Uh, series, which is basically a 16 by 9 sort of widescreen format uh, fish finder, you know, so everything is all the widescreen instead of the standard smaller, uh, was it 6 by 9, or not 6 by 9, but like 400 by 600 um, style screen, so, stand, you know, standard screen, so they've done that, they've come out with uh, new uh, maps for um, the fish finders for Lake Master. They've come out with um, the Auto Chart Live, which enables you to chart, you know, get HD maps of any lake out there, whether it's got an HD map or not. So I can go to my local lake, run it, and create my own HD map that nobody else has. 
Um, you know, the Onyx, of course, that, you know, that, if, if you guys have been watching any of the screenshots from the Onyx, there, it's absolutely amazing, amazing, the digital, uh, sonar technology or transducer technology they got in that. Um, they just recently came out with, uh, the ability to buy single, uh, HD lake maps, uh, lake, you know, for your SD card, uh, single, single lake for nine ninety nine. So if you don't want to spend 125 or 150 or however much the the card is, and you want to get a single lake for HD map, um, 9.99. Um, besides that, they they've come out with a ton of stuff. I mean, they really have the smaller remotes for your for your iPilot. Um, the updates in the software that make it do more uh, and, and make it work better, and they're on top of it. I mean, if if they realize something's not working right, they are on top of trying to get it fixed fast. So, you know, as, as far as customer support goes, as far as uh, bringing you new products and 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 really just being in the in the lead of the technology and everything, they are out there. They're doing it. Um, the Altera. Now, I'll tell you guys. You guys haven't seen this commercial. When I first heard about the Altera. I heard the Altera basically was a new trolling motor that was go going to auto-deploy and stow. And not only that, tilt, you know, raise and lower while it's, while it's deployed to, uh, you know, to avoid weed beds or, or rocks or sand or whatever you need to avoid. Uh, get a little lower to get a little more uh, grip on the water. Um, when I first heard this, my, my initial thought was, it's going to make me being able to go out and, you know, be a solo trip and launch my boat by myself a whole lot easier. And I had this whole idea, and they and they, and I'm going to tell you right now, they made this video. If you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, you should look for it on YouTube or or Facebook. The Altera. It's called it's called the Altera. U L T E R R A. Uh, trolling motor, and you will see that basically they did exactly what I had in my vision, where they take this boat, the guy has it on the trailer, backs it down the boat ramp, pretty much just lets the boat off the trailer, you know, come right off the trailer out into the water. He steps out of his truck, takes the remote, drops the trolling motor, takes it out a little ways, drives it out a little ways, hits that spot lock on it, takes his, his truck and his trailer up to the parking, parks his truck, Walks back down the ramp onto the dock. A couple guys standing there. He drives his boat with his remote over to the dock, picks himself up, pulls a, pushes the button, pulls the trolling motor up to stow the trolling motor, takes off down on the lake. Now, if you want to talk about easy solo fishing and launching a boat and everything, especially for this, us guys that might take our wives fishing and they're not real great at backing the boat down or, you know, so it makes it a little difficult for us. This is absolutely going to just change the way we can do that. Now it's going to make it so much easier. I, I'll tell you right now, I'll be doing it all the time because I go fishing by myself locally a lot. So I know that I'll make use of this. And I'll tell you right now, I have that on order, and it should be the Altera 112 36 volt with iPilot Link should be coming to me within the next couple weeks. So as soon as I seen that, I said I got to have it. Also, I also do have the Onyx, the Onyx 10 coming to me. Um, 
and I'm hoping to put out quite a few new videos for, for using some of this stuff and letting you guys see it. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't need a hundred foot rope there, Brown. <laughs> yeah, and, and I and I and I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, the, the video they did, um, it was exactly how I was gonna do it, and it made me think that you know I probably should do more of a video about. Uh, the safety and the precautions that you need to take with doing something like that, you know, like making sure the remote is working, that it, you know, it, it's it does everything it needs to do before you just throw your boat out in the water. <laughs> you know, making sure your boat plug is in. Um, you know, there's a lot of safety and things like that that need to be, you know, brought up to. And, and considering I'm not a professional ad agency, I'm not going to do the commercial that they did, but I'm going to do one that. Hopefully, is informative and and helps people out. But uh, like I said, they, they've been they've been really stepping the game up. They they've put a lot of stuff out. I, I am extremely extremely humbled that I'm I'm with them right now in any capacity at all. Um, you know, with especially all my sponsors and everything that I have. You know, Lyle and and uh, you know I've got quite a few. I'm not going to go through and name them all, but but really. You know the guys that are out there and they're and they're constantly, you know, making new products. Lyle comes out with a black black cat rod is his most re recent one, I believe. Um, you know, great 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 things to have when people are out there doing stuff and and they're keeping their brands going. So, you got any other uh, stuff in the pipeline there, Lyle? Um, I I bought a. Uh Tarova over the weekend. Jason picked it up for me when he was down coming back from one of his duck hunting adventures, and uh, I'm anxious to get that put on my boat. I, I, I've not had spot lock, and I really am, am looking forward to being able to try that out this year. I, I think that'll be a great asset for the way we fish, and I think it'll help me a great deal. Uh, and in return, I will have my power drive with uh, iPilot for sale just as soon as I get it uh, the other one mounted on there, so somebody needs a, a good power drive, uh, 80 pound with a 60 inch shaft that uh, is on the boat. You can see it operate, works perfectly. The remote's a year and a half old, um, 600 bucks, and it can be yours. And that's firm, Pable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not much of a Jewer. I don't Jew when I buy stuff, and I don't like it when I get done that way. Lyle, you would hate dealing with me then. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. <laughs> you, you have some people that know me. Oh, Cindy's the same way. She'll argue with somebody at the price of a piece of meat in a grocery store. <laughs> you know, if, if, if I want something, I know what I'm going to pay for it, and if you ain't got it at that price, I'm not interested. And, and uh, you know... That's just the way I, I don't have time for the haggle. I go to buy a vehicle. I say, this is what I'll give you for it. Somebody, if he don't want it, the guy down the street will take it, so it don't make no difference to me. <laughs> are, the, are those lakes downloadable, or are they, you got to buy the SD card for each lake? No, just, just a, a reg, any regular SD card. You can just buy the 999, the, the HD map, and put it in your fish finder. You download it from the, yeah. the Lake Master website? You download it from the Lake Master website, I believe. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't mean to interrupt you, Chuck, but 
Uh, I've been told that Lake Master, and I'm not familiar with those guys at all. Everything I use is Navionics, but I've been told that that they are not have a lot of information on the river system. Is that true or no? Well, I don't think I don't even know if Navionics has a lot of information on the river systems. Oh yeah. Do they? Oh yeah. See, I, I've not messed too much with the Navionics. Um, you know, on the Ohio River, I haven't seen anything with with H, you know, an HD detail, basically. Do you have the uh, Navionics South card? Um, I don't believe I do. Which I might, well, that's, I might yeah. get it and check it out. I mean, the um, the Navionics card that I have is the South, covers our state, you know, the Mississippi, the Missouri, uh, works really good when we go to the Monsters on the Ohio, work flawlessly down at, at Alabama, you know, it just, there's certain states have certain amounts that they work on, uh, and and with, what I'm going to say is, if, if you're going up through wind dikes and things like that on the Mississippi River and the Missouri River, they don't change, they stay there, they're there year after year after year, in flood conditions, some of the um, buoys uh, move with at different times when floods and different things, but it marks them, and, and they never seem to be real far off. And, and I know that the Coast Guard goes in and they put them back where they're supposed to be upon occasion, but those, um, they, man, them things are really cool. I, I don't know how anybody uh, that is serious about fishing uh, – especially places that they're not used to fishing could ever manage without one. I, I've got, I have fell in love so much with mine that I just don't, you know, if I was going to go out east or out west or up north, someplace that I'd not been, I think I'd have to get one for that area because I've just uh, grown so used to using it. Yeah, the, uh, I, I believe the, the, at least the hummingbird. I don't know if it's the standard inside the hummingbird or whatever, but on the Ohio River, it does show me buoys, and it's pretty accurate on the buoys. It just isn't going to give me like a high definition contour. It'll show me the depth and all that, but nothing like compared to the HD maps. Well, Navionics, like I say, they they um, offer s several different ones. Um, the premium and, and uh, the gold and the, the I, I don't know what they all are without looking them up, but um, <clears throat> I think the premium is the one I have, but but I really really uh, enjoy it. Yeah, I know my my chat just crashed too. I don't know yeah. what's up with that. Yeah, mine crashed too. But we're we're running an hour, and uh, I think we we've we've got pretty much everything we need in this episode. So if you guys have anything uh, closing us out, like in, in uh, go ahead, Chuck, and start us off. If you got anything, or just say goodbye or whatever. No, you're muted. You forgot to unmute yourself there, bud. I appreciate everybody joining us and uh, participating in chat and uh, hanging out with us every Monday night and talking catfishing. Um, that's about all I got tonight, guys. All right, yeah. well. I, um, I just uh, wanted to mention that um, um, there's going to be uh, – I'm trying to find it now um, – Catfishing Magazine. 
if you guys haven't checked out the Catfish Magazine, it's an online magazine. You can get the link on our website, uh, catfishweekly.com. This is a really, really cool magazine. Uh, Doug does an outstanding job with it. He works really hard uh, to get a lot of good content in this. It's it's just really cool. Um, I'm not sure 100%. I believe that he's got enough people interested that he's going to go with a paper magazine. Um, it's a bi-monthly, every other month thing. Um, but there's a lot of really good information on it. A lot of guys that is showcased in this and that are writing articles are people that you see online every day. So get in there and check that out. You'll really like it. Um, Josh Vanover uh, sent me a message earlier and he wanted me to mention that his having a uh, tournament this Saturday on the Ohio River um, if you guys get a chance, run down there and take a look, see what he's got, jump in the tournament, show him how to catch some fish. That's it for me tonight, boys. Um, yeah, the, uh, uh, the Josh's tournament's the JKV tournament trail. I believe it's the start of his trail. Um, out of Owensboro, I believe. I'm not positive. Uh, you can get a hold of him for more information on that. I'm sorry, guys, that the the chat has went down. That that could be due to be, me being at the hotel. I'm not positive. Um, you know, we'll make sure that that's up and running better next time. I should be at home. So, uh, thanks everybody for joining with us. And until next time, make sure you just stay out of my spot.